Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, God bless you guys for joining me here at HLC Studios. We're here in the city of Plano, Texas. We're about ready to get started here on our actual morning show here at HLC Studios. I don't want to bring the music up too high. I'm going to be out so I to hear the word of God speaking. It's coming from the kingdom of God. I hope I'm coming in clear with more views. I hope I'm coming in clear. I hear this message to be able to be position to move forward. You know, I hear what the word of God is speaking to us. Yeah, give me a few minutes to get ourselves in position. <clears throat> I'm make sure we're getting everybody in as we start up here. HNLC Studios. I want to welcome our Facebook team who's coming in with us on today. Uh, blessing to you for being with us on the line. There's a lot of other great shows that's coming on. There's a lot of other great ministries that's taking place. We're hoping that you know, those will be satisfactory to you to the point where God is speaking to you in your heart and what He wants you to hear. Right here. Uh, we're here at HNLC Studios. We've got several different platforms and one here, so it takes us time, more time to get started up. We go forth, but other than that, we're gonna be right with you guys in just a moment. We're gonna turn our Bibles over to the book of First Thessalonians. We're gonna look at something in the book of First Thessalonians and hear the word of God is speaking to us. Uh, that's coming from the kingdom of God. Amen. Gotta get some things started here and get ourselves in position here. A lot of information we do here. There's a lot, a lot of stuff we run here. So I just want you guys to just head stay with us. We're going to get moving here in just a moment. Before, don't want to sound redundant. Let's go to the book of Thessalonians. We're gonna look at something in the book of Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians, and um, let's go ahead and open up with prayer before we get started here. And um, just a few things that took place this morning, but you know, I want to believe. I want to, you know, I want to hear what the report of God is saying. I want to believe His report. I want to hear what the Word of God has. So the Word of God says, "He who has an ear, let him hear." what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how important it is for you to really maintain that scripture 
and understand what it's saying in this time as we go forth. Father God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you. For this time, this moment, as we prepare to go forth, Father God, and hear what you have to say that's coming for your kingdom. Father God, anoint the head of this priest as he begin to speak to your people, Father God. We ask you, Father God, that the word of illumination make me be your conduit. And Father God, speak to me as uh, let me speak through me as I speak to them, Father God, and give them the words that come from your kingdom. Your word is decreed. Words don't come into the land unless it's revealed through your prophets. And Father God, I believe that visions and dreams and the word of prophecy is very stronger than ever before. And we just decree and we just declare by the power and the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Now, Father God, you continue to lead us and direct us in the way that we should go, that we may have a clear understanding about you, what you have us to do in the season that we're in. Father God, we don't speak these things not of ourselves, or the power of the Most High God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, Lord, amen. It's interesting, man, the woman of God. You know, as I got ready to come on service today, I was going to be speaking about dealing with the, um, the process of what we call uh, the action spirits. Dealing with the action spirits. We're talking about action spirits. We're talking about dealing with things that um, currently, give me just a second here, I gotta tap something in here, get some things going here. Um, give me things going, give me just a sec here, look at this thing. We're moving around here. So, all this different equipment I have in here, this is just good. So it's a lot of different um, things we do here at HNLC Studios, but we, we're always running and moving forward and hear what the Word of God has to say. As I get ready for service this morning, and I really want to know, you know, how many people believe that when the Word of God says that, for who has believed a report? We see that in the book of Isaiah. And he said, for who has the arms of that report been revealed? The reason I say that, you know, during the course of time I'm getting ready for service this morning, you know, um, you know how most of us as leaders know, pastors know, apostles, whatever, you know, your position is in the body of Christ. You know, God's blessing you. And then I heard the word of God say, you know, I need you to I need you to, to run an audible for me. And I, you know, me being because I look at things from a sports standpoint of view. I can lay that corporate either. It doesn't matter. Corporate, you know, sports, whatever it may be. It's still pretty much the same. And what it's really dealing with, you know, how are you hearing what the word of God has to say? I mean, what's 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 ringing in your ears at the course of the time? that you're actually ministering the Word of God and hearing what the Word of God is saying. What is He truly saying to you? What, 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 what's on your heart? You know, what, what, are, what are you listening to? You know, the Word of God says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. He means just that. So when the Word of God came to me with an audible, He said, run an audible. I said, run an audible. He said to me, there's, there's something that you studied, but I don't want you to study that. I want you to go somewhere else. And the reason I say that. When you understand the report of God and what he's saying to you, you got to really have an ear to hear. And if you're reading your playbook like you should, it doesn't matter. When a player goes to the field, you understand what an audible is. An audible is changing the play of formation at the line of scrimmage at the last minute. And this is what God told me this morning as he began to speak to me in the spirit. Not you, but me to give to you. He said, there are some things I'm going to change on uh, drastically right at the last minute. But those who have been listening, those who have been praying, those who have been going by and governing my word will understand that their playbooks are going to give them a specific information that comes from me to let them know what direction they need to go in. He said, run an audible. I had everything set up. We're going to talk about the different area of diversity of tongues and prophecy. God said, I want you to do. I want you to deal with that this morning. I want you to run an audible and I want you to talk to people about obedience. I want you to talk about the point of 
having an ear to hear what I have to say and how they should walk worthy of the call and what God has gave them. See, when God gives you a call, it's not your call. See, you may get something that may seem right, it may look right in your eyesight's point of view and what you should feed people. See, whenever you go to a cafeteria, oh, you going to get this one. Whenever you go to a cafeteria, they give you a menu. Any store, any restaurant, wherever you go to, they give you a menu and they give you a choice of what you want to order on that menu concerning the fulfillment of what's in you. Are y'all understand what I'm saying here? When God gives you something to give to somebody, all you are as a person who's a menu. What God calls in you to be able to spit out and get to the people, that's what you give them. You never lean to what you want to give. You never give the people what you want to give them. You give them what thus say the Holy Spirit tells you to give them. And when you're under the unction of the power of the Holy Spirit, you just like with Jeremiah, like the word of God came to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah chapter 18. You see what he said, go down to the potter's house. And he told Jeremiah, can I do with you what I will? When you're in the will of God, you're under the performance of whatever God calls you to do in that season or that time, you have to do it. And if you really study in the playbook like you should, then it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be a problem at all. Because whenever a player comes to the line or a quarterback calls, comes to the line, he calls a scrimmage or he calls a line of scrimmage a fluctuation or he calls a line of scrimmage play the chains. You got to be as a player. As a conduit, called by the word of God, understand the unction of the power of the Spirit, as he said in Jeremiah 1 and 5, he created you, he designed you, he called you to be his prophet. So he said to Jeremiah, he said, can I do with you as I see fit? When you understand the whole process, it really makes sense. Because the word of God does say in Jeremiah 29, 11, the thoughts and the plans I got for you are good and not of evil. So if he rules and reigns over you and he purchased you with a price, just like an athlete plays with a different squad or a different team or whatever you may be drafted to, he's under the unction of that particular uh, organization to do what they're telling him to do. And it's the same thing with you. You don't come and do what you want to do. You do what God has called you to do. The word of God speaks over here. He speaks a very strong word over here in the book of Acts. You go to the book of Acts. I want to show you something in the book of Acts. If you think about the book of Acts, it says that um, in the book of Acts chapter 5, in that particular um, 5 and 28, look at Acts 5 and 28. The word of God decreed, declared in 5 and 28, he said, he said, saying, did not we straight command you, did we not strictly command you that you should not teach in the name of and behold, you fail, uh, and behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine instead of bringing this man's blood upon you. Now, notice what he's saying. There are some people who taught some things, and the people who were in that city, no doubt but the Roman government, actually struck a lot of these people down because these people came in teaching the doctrine of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Word of God made a commandment to them. Even in this particular scripture right here, he speaks of it in the book of Matthew, and he says in Matthew chapter 18, uh, yeah, Matthew uh, chapter 28, in that 18 verse, he said, look, go and teach as I've taught you. He said, look here, I've been given all power and authority has been given unto me. Look what he says, and notice what he says, both in heaven and in earth, I'm, I'm under full control of what my father has given me. And what he gave me, I'll give unto you. Go and teach the people baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
The word of God comes back in Acts chapter 5. It was a word came from these men and women of God. No dolly, the Sanhedrin council or that particular performance of people who was going on back in those days. And they say, did we not strictly command you not to teach in the name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with the doctrine and intended to bring this blood upon us. This is what the people were saying. You caused havoc upon us. Well, the word of God comes back in here. If you look at it real closely in the area of Matthew, uh, Acts chapter 5 and 29, then Peter said to other apostles, answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Listen to what he's saying. See, when people come to you and they want performance, you can't give them performance. See, there are some things that you're going to say and you're going to do. It may not seem right in their eyesight. Why? Because it's the word of God. Because the word of God said, if you teach them what you think is right for you, you're out of God's will and you're coming to his permissive will. Now, just because you're in his permissive will doesn't mean that's the will of God. He'll let you go so far with what you're teaching and to the point he'll bring you back to the base in which you need to be. The word of God says once again, he who has an ear, let him hear. What do you have to say? The spirit of the Lord has to say. If he brings you a command, if he brings you an audible at the last minute, I don't care what ordinance you go before, how much you done studied that night, you got to be ready in season, not a season. You got to be ready to bring the word as he see fit to you to bring it because you his conduit. The more you obey God, the larger your conduency is. The more he can flow through you. The less you obey God, the less he's going to flow through you. And this is when you're in God's permissive will. Permissive will is that God allowed it for a certain time. But when you're in the will of God, he allows it for the journey in which he gave you the vision in which you was called. This is why the word of God speaks right here. And Peter speaks over in Acts 5 and 29. Who are we going to obey? We're going to obey man or we're going to obey God. Goes back to Isaiah 53. For who has believed those reports? And for who has the arms of those reports been revealed? So Peter strictly saying, are we going to obey man? Or are we going to obey God? Now, let's look at something over here in the book of Thessalonians. I'm going to go to, to the book of Thessalonians. We'll look at some of the book of Thessalonians. I'm going to just crack down here just a little bit. And I want to choke you somewhere in the book of Thessalonians. I want you to look at this real closely in the book of Thessalonians. Around this particular area of scripture, I want to go to here. Um, around this 11th. Um, let's look at the 11th verse. Paul speaks about it. I'm going to mark this right here because I'm going to, I'm going to kind of lay on this a little bit. And I'm going to, get it, I'm going to kind of get out on this a little bit. Just kind of. Kind of, kind of hit it up a little bit, you know, kind of bring it to you. Just want to make sure we get a good understanding about this. Because remember, this is something God brought to me at the last minute. I was supposed to be something, to I was supposed to be doing something totally different. But when he runs audibles, see, this is what happens when you really understand and hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. I will listen to an apostle this morning before we get into the book of Thessalonians in that particular, First Thessalonians, and we're going to look at First Thessalonians in that particular, I uh, want to make sure I get you at uh, second chapter. We're going to start around that 11 verse, and we're going to hear something with the Word of God is saying here. But I was an apostle this morning, Pastor Sam, Apostle Samuel. You know, I, I, I come to his shows every now and then. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I, I got so much that I'm doing here. But I wanted to hear what he had to say concerning, you know, uh, his Word. I always look at people's opening. When I look at an opening and I hear what the Word of God has to say, I'm looking how he's giving God reverence. And how I know pretty much from an experience point of view, for those who understand the power of the illumination of the Holy Spirit, it all has to do with a person's platform. It's how they set their stage. Everything he said this morning, 
He said, I want to give honor to God. He said, really much, and I'm not misquoting Apostle Samuel. He said, I want to obey God rather than man. Now, his quote words, his exact words, but a lot of people are gathering. Listen to what he's saying. He said, a lot of people are gathering, but I'm not going to gather because I'm going to hear what the Lord has to say. I'm going to reveal what the Lord has given me. Man's going to do what he want to do regardless of what word of God says. Y'all understand what I'm saying here? Just in that. Man's going to do what he want to do regardless of what the word of God has to say. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because he wants to please the flesh rather than pleasing God. It's something about, and I don't know what it is. Is about the ego of a man, an ego of a woman. They want to have something before them to make them feel as if they're in control. But what the Word of God says that when you have an ear to hear, listen to me, what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. The Word of God said you're under the uh, uh, control of of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit when you hear what he has to say through the Holy Spirit. That I mean, you obey all the God laws, all his precepts, and all these things he's telling you will come to fruition. But if you don't obey him, and then harm will come to you in such a way that he's got to pull you out to make you understand that you're going to hear what I have to say and whether what man has to say. That's what Peter was saying. Are we going to obey men or are we going to obey God? When they bought the word, they bought a lot of damage into that particular region at that time because they were strictly told not to preach the word of God. Well, look at what he said. You, you're going to bring a lot of havoc in your life. People are going to look at you because you're not going to get in what you call a performance show. See, when you get people performance shows, that's itching their ears. They're letting them hear what they want to hear. But when you hear what the Holy Spirit has to say, regardless of what you studied last night, Regardless of what you fail your uh, particular, and I'm not saying that you know if God tells you to do a series on something, then you do that series on something. But God's got the ability to break up the series whenever He want to break it up. Why does He have the ability to break it up? Because there's something He has to say to the people. And if you've been a conduit of the kingdom of God, then God say, "I'm gonna use you like I did with Jeremiah. I got to use you as I see fit. As if you in my will. That when you're in the will of God, you're under the control and in the unction of the Holy Spirit." It's not what you want to do. It's what his will is for you to do. So his vision is always his vision, and you're just the conduit. So when God tells you to do something, you don't go with the majority because the majority ain't always right. Can I talk to you, men and women of God? The word of God says like that. He said, wide is the path and narrow is the gate. He said, few people walk therein because when you want performance, it'll be something that'll drag your ears to hear. And it sounds good to you, but it's really a circus. It's just a lot of chatter, a lot of stuff going on. You see all the circus going on, rides, amusement, sound, carnival sound. That's what, that's what people are hearing. They want to hear the they want to hear what we call the carnival sound, which is called the the demonic sounds. But God said, go over here to the lonely path. Go over this way where there's few distractions, nothing being uh, jarred or actually stumbling your path in the way that you should go. 
and you'll hear clearly what I have to say. Because now you're in a long place and it seems like you're walking by yourself. God is really guiding you through the Holy Spirit. So on this morning, and when I was speaking to you, and hear what Apostle Samuel said, first he gave all glory to God. When he, all gave, when he gave all glory to God, then he came back and he began to say, okay, there's a lot of people doing a whole lot of things, but I'm not in that area. That's what they're doing. If people want performance, they want doors to open, they want to make people feel good, they want people to look at them, they feel that they're doing it by gathering a bunch of people to make them look as if they got it going on, then that's what they're going to have. But God's going to find out. God's going to test that thing by the Spirit. That's what it says in John 4, 24. Spirits recognize spirits. If that thing not of God, then it's not going to move. It's going to move to a certain point because you're in his permissive will. You may be doing things that seems right to God. That's a permissive will. God allowed it to go on for so long. But after that, he'll put an end to that thing. And sometimes you find yourself jumping into something that seems right from a physical standpoint of view or from a standpoint of view what you feel you think should be done. And all of a sudden, that thing started running into concrete barriers. You start getting jackknapped in the spirit and then tossed to the side. And then you got to re-wreck, straighten up your shingles, straighten up your house and all this stuff and get reordered things again. Then you say, God, well, I'll listen to you now. So why not listen to him in the first place? Why hear what the people have to say, whether what God has to say? That's what Peter was saying. Are we going to obey men? Are we going to obey God? Look, look what the word of God says right here. Paul is coming and telling to the people of Thessalonica, the Thessalonians. He says something right here. As you know, we exalt and comfort and charge every one of you, look here, as father do his children. That's correction. That's correction. A father who loves his son or loves his daughter, he chastens them. He wants to keep them in the right direction. This is what the word of God says. Train up a child in the way he should go. When time comes and the world's actually throwing these things at them, it seems right, they'll remember in the back of their mind what their mother has said. Once they keep on bumping, once they keep getting them knots on the head, they keep bumping them knots, they keep getting knots on the head, complaining about it, they're going to find out, okay, yeah, I remember what my mama told me. Maybe I'll need to go to God and counsel with him about what I'm dealing with. Maybe I need to go talk to the Lord about what's going on in my life. Because if I keep on going this direction, it's going to be show destruction. It's going to come up on me. And that's the way people are sometimes. You're so busy about wanting to please the people. You want them to see you. Oh, see me. Look at me. Hey, I'm on a show. Rather than bringing them the word of God to let them understand that God's got a word that's coming from the kingdom of God. That in the season that we're in, there's a whole lot of scrap no flying in the air. And you're going to have to really discern and filter everything through the Holy Spirit. If I, I was at the school the other day. And my wife, I dropped off at the store. I said, well, I'm going to go get the oil changed. <laughs> I'm going to get the oil changed. And when I went to get the oil changed, and this, this is really, oh, you're going to get this one. And when I went to go get the oil changed, there was two young men looked very inexperienced about what the type of vehicle I was driving and need to know how to do that oil. And I asked them, I said, um, I said, um, I said, man, how old are you? He said, I'm 19. I said, well, how old is your partner? He said, he's 18. <clears throat> Immediately my eyes opened up because I said, oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't. It was a new oil place that opened up and I've been hearing good reports about it. But maybe when I ran over there, I looked at what was doing the work rather than looking what the work can be done. Because I looked at it from the wrong point of view. I looked at it from a natural standpoint of view, whether than the uh, what we call a command or experience point of view. I looked at them if they wasn't able to do the work in which I need to do on that specific kind of car. So when I went in there and I asked them their age, they told me their age, and I was kind of alarmed. Man, these young guys, and they was out there handling their business. 
And then he began to tell me, he said, what type of oil do you want? I said, I want the standard procedure, you know, it's uh, a long, you know, long lasting oil, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a longevity. He said, you want this particular oil? I said, yeah, that, that's the one. I'm not going to say that, you know, it's a GTX oil. He said, I said, yeah, I want that particular oil. And then he went to put the oil, he was, well, he's given the process of putting it in, and then he was going to give me the cost, but then he had something distracted him, because one of the guys called him over and said, look, i never seen an oil filter like this. He, he went to go screw the oil filter off, and I said, can you get to it? Do you know how to get to it? I said, you don't get to these oil filters from the top. You get to them, I mean, from the bottom, you get to them from the top. And then he came and said, yes, sir. He went over there, and he saw what he needed to do, and he went to do the procedure, and as he took it out, something happened. I don't know what happened. Something popped. And then immediately he said, hey, look, was there a particular lock? I said, yeah, you got to turn it back to the left, down, and then you turn it back out. He said, okay. He went and did everything. But what to make a long story short, because I got to get out of here. I can't stay in there too long. To make a long story short, when you look at someone, listen to me, man and woman, God. When you look at someone as if they don't have what it takes to do the experienced job, just like Paul and Timothy. Paul encouraged Timothy, don't worry about those heathens out there. Your mother, Lois, and them, they taught you this. I can't give you the gift, but I see the gift working in you, so I'm going to lay hands on you and confirm the work. That don't be worried about how they may try to discourage you. You go out and do the work, but when you do the work, understand how to run your audibles. Because the word of God tells you, you got to be ready in season, out of season. This is what I'm saying. That at the last minute, that when you you come into an environment, you're going to preach the gospel there, the atmosphere is set by the Holy Ghost. And when a choir is singing and things are going on, announcements being made, the, you really have to concentrate on what the word of God has to say. This is when he said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. Now, listen what he said. He said, you are the church. You are the instrument that bring forth the word of confirmation. So God has got to speak to you that you're having an ear to hear what he needs you to say to them. It, you see, you can't prescript the Holy Ghost. I see so many men and women of God doing the work of God, and they read off letters of what they did the previous night. Well, you can't do that. And I'm going to tell you you can't do that because you got to be led by the Holy Ghost. you never seen Jesus Christ do it. you never seen the apostles do it. You never see them do anything and such. They was led by the Holy Spirit. And whatever God gave them to speak on that particular day couldn't come to your understanding. It had to come through the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Because Paul makes it very clear. If you open your ears and hear, Paul makes it very clear in 1 Corinthians, in that second chapter. He goes on that 10th verse. He said, man only knows the things of a man, but no man knows the things of the Spirit. Because if you're going to receive from the Spirit, it has to be spiritually discerned. Now, you may take some notes. Uh, see, God, da 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 you may take some notes, but that's just a launching ramp to get you in the area where God really wants you to be. Somebody out here in this audience may be getting ready to have their last moment of life and they need a miracle from God. Somebody might be losing a house. Are y'all talking? Y'all listen to me. If you're going to discern through the spirit, then you got to be led by the spirit. Now, the Bible declares that if you're led by the Spirit, then you understand the laws of the Spirit. And if the law of the Spirit says you must study your word to make yourself approved to the point when God comes to bring something into your life, you would have a clear understanding about what he's saying when he said that he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Go to the book of Thessalonians. Look at this right here. See, you don't want to hear stuff like this because I don't come to you with this persona, this, this stuff. 
And this is what you this this, this, this is what you look at true prophets in the days that you're coming into. They didn't like Jeremiah. They didn't like Ezekiel. They, they didn't like they didn't like these guys. They, 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 they hated these guys. They didn't like Jesus Christ. They didn't like Peter. They didn't like John. They didn't like James. They didn't like none of them. Because why? They bought the word. But the Pharisees diametrically opposed the word of God every time. Why? Because they had a form of godliness. And they denied the power of God to give them a revelation to see something far beyond than what they can see. Jesus was speaking revolutional stuff to them. I mean, I mean, I mean, stuff that's clean out of their league. And they couldn't handle it. So what did they do? They used their educational understanding from the Torah in which they tore that up and made it into a lie. Took Moses' law and just tore it apart. And they put them laws on the backs of the people and they weren't even trying to lift them up. In other words, they did the dirt, but they didn't want the people to do the dirt. So every time they done something that really opposed their law, whether than the kingdom of God's law, they punished them and put it in their law book that you can't do this, that. They made laws up as they went along. Just like Jesus was coming off the field from the hard work. And the disciples began to pluck the grains of the heads off the particular uh, grains because they, they was hungry. And the Pharisees sought a way to, act, to accuse them. Your disciples eat without washing their hands because they was in this ritual stuff. I'm telling you, man, when you fall into people that deal with traditions of man-made religion, just like when you do the word of God, the spirit of the Lord will give you something on a nano spot. And you got to be ready, man, the woman of God, because it's coming. When God gives you a word to give to someone who's dealing with an issue or something in life in that audience or something that's going on, even with this, this particular virtual audience that we're dealing with, when God gives you something, his word is a long range word. This word is reaching all the way over in Hong Kong. It's reaching all the way over in Dubai. It's reaching all the way over in the Philippines. And somebody out there got a word. It goes to show you how God dealt with the centurion soldier. He knew the order and what the power of word God can do. He said, for I'm a man that's under order also. I tell one to do this, one to do that. He goes, he do this. So he knew the order of God's word. He said, but I'm not worthy to come under your roof. Why was that? He knew the power of what God can do, what, what Jesus Christ can do. He said, all I need to do is just send the word. When you under the degree of the power of the Holy Spirit, God will send you a word and give to you to give to the people. And when he give a word to the people, just like the centurion soul said, I know the power of your word. He said, just send the word because I know what your word can do. I give orders, you give orders, but I've seen what your word can do. And most of us know his servant was healed. I gave him a long range healing. That's why when this word goes international, like it's going all over the world and not just in a few places, and I'm not just being braggable about that because there's multiple stations running here at HNOCC, even as we speak. All around us, there's stations running. Different areas and parts of the country, in the regions of the world, in the remote areas because now this satellite system we have. And when God gives you a word, you got to be really careful about what you speak. So when the word of God came to me this morning, he gave me this word right here. He said, what shall a people obey? Shall they obey man or shall they obey God? That's what it said in Acts 5. That 28 and 25, when you look at 28, uh, 29, you see the word of God. They were strictly called for the people because of what came up on that particular region. The actually uh, damage that was done there and the people was killed for not, you know, for not obeying what the law says. And that's what we got going on now. The people can be like a law to you. They, they, they want to hear what you, some people say, well, I, I don't like that. I didn't like that. I don't like what they, it, who cares what you like? My job is to minister the word. So I'm going to be what you want to hear. If you want some enthusiasm, go to one's enthusiasm. If you want to hear the unadulterated word of God, then you're going to have it here. And sometimes when you give it an unadulterated word of God, it don't feel good in the hearts of people. 
They want to go somewhere where they can get their flesh to move. They want to jump. They want to shout. They want to do all these things. Whether well, it's sitting down learning, like I see Charles Stanley teaches, like I see Bill Winston, those guys teach, Daryl Wilson, you know, I see these guys teach, Apostle Oscar Walker, Bishop, I see these guys teach the word of God strictly, and they want them to sit there and hear. Now, if the Spirit happens to move in there, I think the Holy Ghost is what, 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 what controls the environment because the Spirit is not subject to the prophet. So when the prophet speaks, he speaks in a way that he wants to authenticate God's word in the ears of the people. So when Paul, over here in the area of Acts, when he was speaking in the book of Acts, they taught a word to them in the Spirit, not Paul is in, the, in that position. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As of right now, because we know Paul's transfer came. He's on his way to getting there. Happening to accept the nine. When we look at Acts chapter 5, we see the process of what's about to take place and what the disciples out there doing the work of the apostles, doing the work of the kingdom of God. When they were doing the work of the kingdom of God, they were strictly forbidden to speak the word of the kingdom of God. And so whoever was speaking the word of God, there was a lash affliction upon them. And this is what we got going on now. We got people who want to speak the word of God, but when they speak the word of God, they'll look at you and they'll flip their finger or they'll look at you in such a way and they'll dog you out with a word and say, I don't believe in that. That's fine. That's why I gave you direct word. If they don't listen, shake the dust. Keep it moving. Don't worry about whether they come in and be a part of you or not. If you base what you're doing on the accolades of the people, then you're in the wrong place. The word of God says, if it's just one, I don't care if it's you have nothing. The Bible says your duty today is to catch one fish at least and bring them to me. Give them what I tell you to give them and let me do the gutting and let me do the cleaning. I give you what you need to say, but don't you lord over that individual. You let them hear what I have to say. You say, thus say the Lord, not what I say or what you say. Thus say the Lord, God, King of the Hebrews. Come on, somebody. You got to do what he's telling you to do. And when God uses you to speak his word, you do what he's telling you to do. So if it's an audible call and you got a word that you want to bring, you got all spruced up like I had it. It sounds like it's going to be an exciting word. And at the last minute, God hits me with an audible. And I know all that too well when you see the change in the defense, especially when your offense and the quarterback say, no, we got to switch this stuff up because that's something else going on. And we want to avoid the attack that's coming at us. So by avoiding the attack that's coming at you, Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is telling you. So if God tells you to change the plan at the last minute, don't go on and do what you want to do. You do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. That you, walk, that you may walk in the correction in the will of God. Let's look at Thessalonians here for a minute. The Word of God says in 1 Thessalonians, in that particular 10th verse, He said, you are witnesses in God's also. Look at You are witnesses in God's also. You are witness in God also. Look here, how howly and justly you look, look, unbridably or unblamably we behave ourselves among you that believe. 
We're supposed to carry ourselves in such a way that we don't act foolishly. We're representing the kingdom of God. As we represent the kingdom of God, we walk with a guarantee to know this is how you're supposed to walk and be as a man or woman of God. There are different criteria, different ways in the body of Christ. You got some who, who like the hoopers. You got some like the teachers. You got some who's comedy. There's different styles, but it's all in the fivefold. It's all on the fivefold. It's all in one area. It's all together to unite the body of Christ. When you're on a squad, you're on a team, as he's saying right here, Paul said, carry yourself circumspectly. Be agile at all times. Knowing what the Holy Spirit is telling you at that particular time that was going on, that people are constantly watching you and what you're doing. He comes over here in this particular 11th verse, and he says over here, as you know, we are exhort you and confirm, we know, we know as we exhort you and comfort and change Every one of you, or charge, excuse me, every one of you, as fathers do this sons. That we're speaking to you, that when we speak to you, you speak to the others. Just as a father teaches, uh, chastise, what, chases his son, chases his daughter, and want to do right to avoid the pitfalls that's in life. He comes over here in this particular 11 verse, and he comes over in this particular 12 verse right here. He said, that you walk worthy of God, who have called you, look what he says, that you walk worthy of God. I want to think about, I want you to think about that. When God calls you in to do the work, it's no longer you, but him. See, Paul speaks about that in the book of Galatians 2 and 20. He said, look here, I'm a dead man walking. He said, I'm a dead man walking. It's not only I, but him who saved me that I may be the vessel for him here on earth. When you give up the things that you used to do, you become ownership of God. How do I become an ownership of Christ? They want to walk the way he wants me to do. Then I understand what the word of God says in Romans 10, 8, 9. I confess the word of God. And then not only I confess, I believe it in my heart. I know that God raised himself, his, his, his son from the dead. And I know according to uh, Matthew 28 and 18 that he's been given both power and authority in both heaven and earth. So what I do, I walk worthy of the gift of what God has given me. When I work worthy of the gift that God has given me, now I'm under his command. That whatever he's telling me to preach, whatever he's telling me to teach, wherever he's telling me to go, I'll go. I don't lean to my own understanding. I believe the report of the kingdom of God. The Bible says, for who has believed those reports and who has the arms of those reports been revealed? My revelation and understanding come when I get down on my knees and ask God about what it is that he wants me to do. I don't lean to what I want to do. Because it's not only I that speak, but him that speak through me. I want to be the conduit for the kingdom of God, and so do you. Listen to me. This word over here says over here, Paul says to the Thessalonians, that you would walk worthy. He doesn't say you got to walk worthy so you can't make anybody do nothing. This is when we look at God's will and his permissive will. He said, we encourage you that you walk worthy of God who has called you into his kingdom. Look here. In glory. That means when you walk in the kingdom of God and walk what he wants to do, that's if you walk upright. Psalms 84, 11, no good thing. I'm talking to somebody that I withhold from you. That's if. Remember, you're in God's will and you're available to have his permissive will. But God really wants you in his will. Because according to Jeremiah 1 and 5, when I gave you the gift in your mother's womb, it wasn't really detained by any man that they can hold what you have. Because I gave it to you. Whenever God gives you something, he's not going to take it away. What he'll do is get you to enhance it. And sometimes he got to nail your head, take you to some challenges and some changes to get you to understand that he is God. And when he's God, he rules and reigns over your life. Because he the one gave you the ability to live and do what you need to do. That Bible said, The Bible says, when a man ways pleases God, desires come. 
Psalms 84, 11, no good thing will I, being the creator and the designer of the earth, withhold from you. That's if you walk upright. That's all he's asking you to do. I got desires for you. I got plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, that supersedes far beyond more than you can imagine even think of. When God takes you into a lifestyle of a kingdom style, it immense mirages the mind of every individual around. Well, how are he doing it? Just like the stuff I'm doing right now. How do he reach millions and thousands of people without even having a sanctuary on the building? Goes back to that man of God, Apostle Samuel. Apostle Samuel said this morning, you gather because you want to be showed for the people. And it may be that God called you to be, it may be that God called you to do that. But I'm telling you, man, when God, you be careful about what you say God said. You be careful about what you hear. If this thing be of God, as the word of God said over in the book of God, uh, in Acts chapter 5 on down, when you look at Acts chapter 5, if you go back over to Acts chapter 5, you go on down to that particular area or that, uh, that 34th verse in Acts chapter 5, and you look at Acts chapter 5, then stood up the council of the Pharisees, a, man, uh, a Pharisees named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, a, rep, a man of repetition among the people and commanded to put the apostles a little space. Give them a little space. Let these brothers move forth for, for just a little while. And he said in the 35th verse unto them, you man of Israel, heed to yourselves what you intend to do by touching these men. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. When you put your hand, that's when the word of God said, these men have anointed. In the same way God anoints you, that he protects you when the enemy comes against you. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh, you got to have an ear to hear. Because when the word of God verifies this fact right here, touch not the anointed, do the prophets no harm. A man of a council of a Sanhedrin council, a notable man, came and knew the work that he put in the Apostle Paul because he was a teacher of Apostle Paul. He knew there was a change in Apostle Paul's life. He said, get him a little space for a while. He goes on down in this particular area of the 36th verse. He said, these men rose up, that is, boasting to be somebody, and who a number of men, of a hundred who joined themselves, who you had slain. They bought this word before, but now they tried, they killed them, and they killed them off. Because Thaddeus and a group of his men, about 400, they came and they scattered them about. They, they, they dispersed them. As it says back over here in Acts chapter uh, 28 and 29. That's why they say it was a slaughtering that took place. In 28, but 29, they said, no, we're going to keep on doing the work. Who are we going to believe, man, or are we going to believe God? That's what Peter says. So we understand that Thaddeus came at him once again with this particular teaching about the power of the Holy Spirit, and they came against them, and they slaughtered these men of God. Some died, some escaped, some wounded. Man, woman, God, when you're doing the work of God, listen to me and listen to me real good. Oh, the Holy Ghost is moving on this one. Whenever God calls you to do a work, look, always remember the favor of the people are not going to be with you. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. When he came in and rolled in. But now we're going to kill you. We're going to praise you and then we're going to kill you. We're going to cut you down. Jesus' own people killed him, prosecuted him. The Romans may have been the work that put the vengeance to him, but they the one sentenced him. His own people the one sentenced him. They put him to death because of what the Pharisees says. And that's why I'm telling you, you be careful how you bring forth God's word in this season that we're in. Because the word he's bringing that's coming through the spirit is not of you, but it is of God. And if you're not hearing what he has to say and you got a form of godliness, man, it's, 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 it's going to be over. It'll look good for a while, but that thing will collapse right up under you because it won't be of God. It'll be of man because you seek to please man rather than please God. Why? Because you didn't stay on your bending knees praying. You moved on enthusiasm rather than the power of God. 
And when you're moving in the power of God, things are not going to look right to the people. The Bible says only him that believes all things are possible. Who cares whether they come to your show or not? Who cares whether you get accolades, this, that, and the other? That's not your concern. Your, your, your job is to be a messenger for the kingdom of God. God will draw in who he wants to draw in. And he'll bring it to the ears who he wants to bring it to the ears to. You worried about statistics? You worried about confirmation of people calling your show? Don't worry about that. You just bring the word. I don't need to give a list of people who are on my shows and talk to them and bless them as they're coming in. If you got an ear to hear, then come on in and hear. Because when I'm speaking, I don't speak of myself anyway. I speak to the Holy Ghost. Now, when we understand the word of God over here in this particular 36th chapter, he said, these men rose up in Acts chapter 5 and 36. He said, these men rose up, Thaddeus, boasting himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves who were slain. All as many who obeyed him were scattered and brought to nothing. They shut the work of the kingdom down. That's what they thought they did. But we got a re-up coming over here. We got, a boy, we got a boy by the name of Paul coming up in here. The word of God says over here, we said in the 38th verse, he said, After these men rose up of Judah and Galilee, Acts chapter 5 and 37 of Galilee, in the days of the taxing, they drew many people after him. He also punished, look here, he also perished it, and all, even as many obeyed him, were dispersed. Now, they talk about how they're coming against the word of God, but God finna deal with them right on this one. He finna get, he said, I'm, he gonna, I'm gonna get you on, he said, I'm gonna get you on this one. But it comes down here in this particular area of the 38th verse. So, Gamaliel speaks a prophetic word to them. Because Gamaliel, being the position who he is, heard the word of God. And he said, look, don't let them touch these men. So Gamaliel comes out with the authority he has among the people. So you got to know your authority. When God gives you authority, it's not by the popular demand. Because when you become popular, you see what it happens with Jesus Christ. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Tomorrow we're going to kill you. Jesus declared that even when Pilate came to do you know I got the authority to? He said, you ain't got no authority over me. Why did he say that? Because he commanded the word which he already had when he walked the earth over in Matthew chapter 28 in that 18 verse. Power and authority has been given unto me. They didn't understand that even when he had it when he was here. But now he said, I've given unto me both in heaven and earth. He said, go out and do this work. When you go out and do a work that God commanded you to do, it's going to fall on deaf ears. Listen to me, man of God. Woman, it's going to fall on deaf ears. They are not going to be a pleasing and pleasing to what you have to say. They don't want to hear you. They got a form of godliness. They want to follow the oracles of man, whether in the oracles of the, of the power of the oracles of man or whether in the oracles of God. Man got his form of oracles and what he think is right in his own eyesight. But God said, well, here's another one over here that tells me if you obey all my commands, all my statutes, and all my precepts. And then these here things won't come upon you. When a man ways pleases God, desires come. Desires from the heart. Because God tries the rings of the heart. And the heart is designed by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit calls your heart, he tugs on you what you need to say. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Has anybody got an ear to hear? Whenever God calls you to do a work, it's not what men say. It's not what the, the majority of the popularity say. It's what he says. Whether you got one, two, or nobody, you got to do the work. You got, sometimes you just got to go. You got to do and do what does say the Lord. And don't worry about the rinky dinks that's hanging on the side, tossing stuff at you. Just keep it moving. And don't worry about those who send all this stuff. stuff. You just pray to God that every outside force be denounced. And you command the word of God according to uh, Ephesians 121. I command by the power of God that every demonic spirit, every demonic force has got to be loosed. 
Lord, give me a red sea path that I may go forth and instruct me through the four winds of the Holy Ghost. As I go forth, God, you empower me through your strength that I may know the work that you have in me is more than what they can see. They're not going to like you. They're not going to like you. I'm telling you, they didn't like Jesus. They didn't like Paul. They didn't like none of them. They're not going to like you. I'm telling you, you better hear this prophet that he's telling you. They're not going to like you. So don't worry about the accolades of people and what they want to hear from you. Because you got to go your way and do what God's calling you to do. Go over to this particular area over this 38 verse. The word of God says, now go back to the 38 verse. He said, now I say unto you, refrain from these men. This is Acts 5 and 38. We talked about the process when Gamaliel came and spoke a word. And he talked about Thaddeus and how they came against these men of God. And how they came against some of these other brothers over here in this particular uh, 37th verse. About those who were taxing in Judah. Judas, and they talk about how they came against them also. Judas of Galilee. So these men are actually conquering and putting down the people of God as they go forth. But listen to me, man of God. As you see the structure of this ministry, of this particular uh, word unfolds, look how the heathens are coming against God-sent people. And each time they come against them, God keep on sending more people back. They keep more seats, keep more people back. Remember the story about the wedding when God said about the party that was taking place and he sent these men of God out and sent them out and sent them out and they beat them, they slain them and they knocked them down. And they said, oh, here come the son of the father. Here come the, here come the son of the father. Let's kill him. Most of you remember that story. But in this particular story shows you the proof that men are going to rise up against you. This is a typical example that when you're doing the word of God, they're going to come at you. But I guarantee you, man of God, you better hear me, hear me good. They're no match for the power of the Holy Spirit. They're no match for the power of God. Let them be what they want to be and let them say what they want to do. Your job is to move one direction. Move forward. Don't worry about those who love you, those who like you, those who want to, whatever it may be. Your job is to, what? Do the work of the kingdom. Do what he, thus he said. See, some people can't minister the word and they say, well, it, it, the effectiveness of a word is not really good until you have somebody to actually be around you. No, that's not true. That, that's not true at all. Because if you got to walk alone, you got to do it alone. Am I in there with anybody? They didn't like Jeremiah at all. Jeremiah told them, amend your ways and your doing in, Je in Jeremiah chapter 5. They didn't want to listen to him. They didn't want to listen to him. That Nebuchadnezzar, that devil came through and tore all that stuff up. And shut all that down and took the king and his sons out. Matter of fact, he went into the he went into the kingdom blind, the Babylon blind. He said, the last thing you're gonna see is the killing of your sons, sliced all these throats, and put his eyes out. And he walked into the Babylon uh kingdom blind. Didn't see anything. Don't be blind and don't be fooled by the heathens. There's a lot of things that's coming across these nets, and it's got a form of godless, and it sounds like it's God. But you're going to have to be a man of repetition and read the word of God, a woman of God, and read the word of God and hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say that's in this season that we're in. There's a lot of controversy that's going on out here. The Bible declared that he said in the last days over in the book of James, he said, look, false prophets will rise up because all they want is performance, accolades, titles, and positions. You can't bring the business of the world into the church. It's still the kingdom of God. You still got to respect it for what it is. And when you bring that Okie doke stuff into the kingdom of God, and you wanted to have display shows, that stuff needs to be shut down. That's why you got to talk against it. And you can't be scared to speak out. You can't be lily living in yellow belly. If that stuff ain't that right, shut it down. Don't be scared to talk about it. If they lying and prophesying words that God did not say, let it be known. But over here in the 38th verse, in Acts chapter 5, after we see them denouncing the word of God into 37 through the 30, uh, 35 through 36, 
Then we see in the 38th verse, and the Gamal said, refrain from these men. Look what it says, refrain from these men. And let them alone. Now he told them right there in 5 and 38. He said, leave these people alone. Because the punishment that will come against you for putting your hands in the word could be, it could be devastating. That's why the word of God says, touch not to your anointed and do the prophets no harm. It doesn't matter what you think about them. It doesn't matter about your favorite opinion, what you think about them. When a man of God brings forth the word, you got to test it through the spirit. And if it ain't right, catch out. Go another direction. But if you sit there and entertain that jive and you listen to it and you let that stuff soak into your brain, then you just as worse as they are. Because the Holy Spirit told you what you shouldn't do. And he said, there's a man, a woman, God is out there preaching the truth. And you need to seek me first where you need to go. But you can't go by titles and positions and names and click his clubs. You can't do that. You got to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. If there's a man of God in your life and he's revealing the word through the Spirit, God's going to tell you who he is. And I know I'm up in there. I know it because I hear what the word of God has to say. And I'm not going to follow the trails of some of these other things that got going on out here. Who cares whether you have multitudes of crowd? Who cares whether you got eight or 9,000 K listening to you on these particular shows? That don't mean nothing. That's just a, that's just a number. And half of the people don't know you anyway. They probably find you for some other reason. <laughs> if you let the truth be told. The word of God says in the 38th verse, Now I said to you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work, look what it says, be of man, it will come to nothing. Going back to what it says, he who has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. You speak to please men, it's going to fall. It's going to call. It's going to fall. He comes over in the 39th verse. But if it be of God, look here. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it lest you happily find even yourself fighting against God himself. Matter of fact, in the King James Version, he said, lest you happily you be found even to fight against God himself. Let me put it in my translation, not trying to change the word of God. You come against the word of God and you fall and you refrain yourself to what man has to say, whether what God has to say, you go against God, you'll find yourself fighting against God, and you will not win. You, he'll shut you down. And I'm telling you, man, when God, there's things that's coming out here with the plagues in the land and all the problems that's going on out here today. This stuff is floating in the air. People are ignoring it like in the days of Noah, going on doing what they want to do. They gather in sanctuaries, disobeying the word of God, and it tells you clearly over in the book of Romans chapter 13, if you read it, that the laws are in the land that we ordained to be over the laws in the land. And they say social distance where man. And these people run up in the church with no mask on. And, and this will get this, this will get me. This is real. You, you, you know, you, I'm just gonna say, you're a fool. You run up in your church and you're not obeying the rules and commands of social distancing. You're not putting a mask on, you laying your hands on people, you're doing all this close speaking in people's faces. And you're doing the same thing you did when God tried to pull you away from doing that. You went right back to doing it. you putting your grubby, germy hands on people. You're talking up in their face. You ain't in social distancing at all. And you say that be of God? Man and woman of God, maybe you hadn't read what the word of God says over in Romans chapter 12. Or Romans chapter 13. And you really need to understand what it says. There's only one God who ordains all the other laws. If the laws came through the governors, the senators, and all these people, it's not a scare. That's not you scared. 
That's a prank. That's a negative mindset of a man because he want to go and do what he think is right. If the law in the land, which God ordained the law, tells you in a position of the government council says, put your mask on, social distance, then that's what you should do. If all the carnal business obeying it and then you being a man of God, you not obeying it or they just scared. Ain't nobody scared. You just not performing to do the things you need to do that's right. You being disobedient. Because God said, I'll ordain the laws in the land. And if I ordain the laws in the land, and you want to use the, we want to use the scripture, what the word of God says over there in the book of what is it, Isaiah? That God will cover the government on the shoulder, but Jesus was under the government commands of his father also. He obeyed the things of the land also. Didn't he say, render the Caesar with the Caesars? That's what he said. And then he told Peter, go get the corn out of the fish's mouth. So God will bless you even though you got a COVID going on around you, even though it's a plague in the land. Oh, you don't want to hear this. You want to go about doing your way. You got people running up in these churches. You're not putting their masses on. You're not social distancing. That lets me know you show not deep cleaning in your church. And you challenging God by putting on gasoline drawers and running through the fire. You're going to burn up. You don't trust. You don't challenge God like that. You don't tempt him like that. He said, I bought a law in the land, which I am the law, but I bought laws of oracles in the land for those who obey the governor land. And the government told you straight out. Social distance, all the supermarkets, all the stores, all the doctor's offices. You're not above the law, man or woman of God. What is wrong with your head? Are you not hearing? This kills me. That people go about doing their own thing. They're going about doing what they feel is right in their own eyesight. And then they tell you, it, it, people are scared. No, ain't nobody scared. They're obedient. You wouldn't be one uh, scared. You're not one to be disobedient. You're being disobedient. They're not being disobedient. They're not scared. You're scared. And you think you're above the law. That you take God's people out there. You don't social distance them. You don't put their mask on. He will protect you if you obey. And as I said, you challenge God if you want to. If God said it's going to happen to you and you go to do what you want to do, oh God, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we protect. And praying out the back of your neck. And God already put the law in the land of what it should be, which he get the oracles of what's going on. Even with the position of Trump being the position, you may not like it, but God put him there. You ain't about like what I'm saying about that one either, do you? You don't like Trump, but he's there. And the God said, whoever he put in position, the law, the oracle, the the, the, the uh, over the land, then you need to pray for him. You pray for him. And to God see what he's going to do with him. That's all I'm typically saying. I'm not for anybody. Biden and nobody's side. I'm with the kingdom of God because he still rules and reigns. And God, whoever he put in position, that's who I got to pray for. Because of what he told me to do. Pray for men who I put in position. It's a permissive will and his will. When it comes down to God's will, he know what he got to do. He know what we need in the land. But you and yourself. You run around and you bringing these people in these houses and these churches and you spitting and talking and preaching in their faith and putting your dirty hands on them and God's clearly telling you to social distance. You want to go back to doing what you used to do. So like I said in the book of Noah, they went about doing the things that they wanted to do. That's what they really did. They ignored the call about that old man out there slapping that wooden tar together in the desert. And you ignoring the word of God and what he's saying in this season. And you're not hearing. Man, the woman God, we got to go. I thank you for joining me here at HNOC Studios. Father God, we ask you to look over these men and women. God, give them an ear to hear what your spirit is saying. That whatever the season may be in their life, that they may know clearly and understand it comes strictly from you. Father God, bless them with the spirit of obedience, Father God. 
Then even you said in 1 Peter 5, shepherd the flock which is among you. Serve as an overseer. Help them, Father God, to realize and understand the word you bring into the land is not for them to disobey, but for them to obey. That they may know and understand you are clearly in control. Father God, your word is decreed that he who has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say concerning the thing that's going on here in the land. That they may clearly know that they come through the state with flying colors. Because you said you, your remnant has an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. And those of your remnant, even myself, Father God, continue to obey you and hear what you have to say. If the words you bought in the land through the oracles you bought in the, in the mouth of the men who governors and senators and leaders of these countries or these particular areas or regions, you said social distance, let them be obedient to that. And let them not refrain from those things. Because these laws in the land, to actually bring the oracles, to bring the, the comments of the land in position. We know there's some things that's going on that's not right in the law. But Father God, you yet still said, Father God, in your word, according to the kingdom of God, Everybody's not going to be obedient, but they must not disobey the laws in the land in which I put in place. You're going to always have people that's not going to be obedient to things that God has called them to do. But for the majority, they mostly have to obey. And Father God, we ask you to open our minds and pricks our brains. Prick our brains. That we may see and understand and know to you, Father God, that everything and all things has already made possible according to your word. Father, we thank you through your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, according to your will, that you continue to touch us. Let us continue to have an ear, Father God, to hear what you have to say concerning that was coming from the kingdom of God. Lord, these things we speak not of ourselves, but the power of the most high God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, Lord. Amen. Man, woman, God, it's a blessing. It is a blessing. It's truly a blessing to be with you guys. For those who join us on our Facebook channels, I mean, God bless you guys for being with us. It's always a pleasure. We love you guys to continue to keep joining us and being a part of us. And I thank God for you. And today on Facebook, hey, look, we God bless you. You see you guys again. We out. We're going over to our actually, uh, we're going to shout out for our actually, um, uh, actually, uh, Cash Joe. Thank those for Cash for joining us. It's a blessing for you guys to be with us as well. And we'll see you guys again on our next run. Amen. Thank you guys once again. We thank God for the guys over at our YouTube station. Man, our YouTube station. We just bless them and ask them to continue to go forth and hear what the word of God has to say that's coming through the kingdom. That they may know and understand that God is just still in control. As we exit off of these stations, but not out of your life, we ask you to continue to be obedient to the word of God and hear what he has to say in these seasons that we're in. Amen. God bless you guys out of YouTube. It's a blessing to be with you guys and be a part of the work here at HMC Studios. For those who are actually on our actually, um, Spreaker station, always uh, here with us here at HMC Studios, and doing the work of the kingdom of God. Man, it's just a blessing for you guys to be with us. And we thank God for you guys always to be with us. Y'all been with us for years. And we thank God for y'all just being obedient to the Lord. Here at CMC Studios. Amen. Until then, God bless you guys.